0: And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place.
1: The following podcast is a Dear Media production. If you follow me on Instagram, you have seen photos of my meditation space. You've seen me share about how important it is to me to create that calm-centered space. And it's a space I spend a lot of time in. So it's very, very, very important. Cozy pillows, I love having a meditation blanket because sometimes I get cold when I meditate. And my newest addition is Vitruvi diffuser. It's gorgeous, and I love a good diffuser, but what's the most beautiful about it is that it's so, it's like this like sexy looking diffuser. It's gorgeous. And studies have found that different scents can change our mood, relax us, and even take us back to specific memories. So by diffusing essential oils in your space, you're actually intentionally setting the stage for how you want to show up for yourself and how you want to show up for your meditation practice. So that's why I love Vitruvi. Their all-natural home scenting products can make scenting your home a beautiful opportunity for self-expression. You can find a scent to help you feel energized, calm, focused, relaxed, whatever you want. The scents are made with 100% pure essential oils. They're also safe to breathe in on a daily basis. Plus the design is, like I said, super sleek, modern, sexy. That's my word. You all know how important sleep is to me. So my favorite is their sleep scent. It's soothing and calming and helpful for winding down after a really long day. Vitruvi has three unique diffuser models that you can choose from, including a cordless option so you can move it around anywhere you want. Their natural plant-based oils are made without silicones, parabens, and synthetic fragrances. They are 100% pure, vegan, and cruelty-free. So visit vitruvi.com slash Gabby and use the code gabby 20 to get 20% off your next purchase. That's V-I-T- r u v i dot com slash dear and use the code dear b y twenty.
0: Gabby.
1: Hey there, welcome to Dear Gabby. I'm your host, Gabby Bernstein. And if you landed here, it is absolutely no accident. It means that you're ready to feel good and manifest a life beyond your wildest dreams. Let's get started. Today's episode is really close to home for me. September is National Recovery Month. And I am coming up on 16 years of sobriety on October 2nd. Probably one of the most life-changing days of my life. The day that I made the commitment to get clean and sober. The day that I listened to the voice of my intuition say, get clean and you will live a life beyond your wildest dreams. That was the turning point for me. It really was the moment when I said yes to life. It was the moment when I made the conscious choice to clear my Consciousness to surrender to a higher power, to awaken to a presence of love within me, of peace within me, to the presence of joy within me. And I've been allowing myself to be guided by that presence ever since. And whenever anyone asks me, What are you most grateful for? Of course, the first thing that comes to mind is my husband, my son, my health. But at the top of that list is my recovery. I almost would say it's right there hand in hand with my husband and Oliver and my well-being because I wouldn't have Zach, I wouldn't have Oliver, I wouldn't have this career, I wouldn't have the privilege of being able to speak to you right now through this audio to be able to be of service to you, to be a leader, to be a transformational teacher, that none of that would be available to me if I had not gotten clean and sober 16 years ago. Every single step of my recovery has been nothing short of a miracle. And as I sit here right now, I have no outline. I'm just getting on the audio to talk to you about what it means to me to be a sober 41-year-old woman who has devoted her life to her internal condition, to undoing the fear-based belief systems that made me use in the first place, and to really allowing me to step out into the world in my highest and best, connected to a higher power of my own understanding. And I know so many people are suffering right now. Substance abuse and mental health are some of the most heightened issues of our time. And we are really living in a experience of trauma and crisis. That's no small thing. That is what is going on. And let's just call it out for what it is. And when we live through traumatic events. Our childhood traumas, the experiences from our past get super activated. And that's when people could very easily turn to drugs or alcohol or work or porn or shopping or eating, whatever it is, or not eating to anesthetize those feelings of discomfort. And my intention for today is to just first and foremost, help anyone who's suffering with addiction to just take a deep breath in this moment and forgive yourself. Forgive yourself for whatever you've done in the past. Don't look back there. It doesn't exist anymore. Forgive yourself for what you might be feeling in the present. Forgive yourself for leaning into destructive behavior. It was the best you could do, it's how you've been surviving. And give yourself permission to open up your consciousness, to welcome a new perspective. The key to beginning your journey of recovery is to have the willingness. The simple words I said on October 2nd of 2005, I need a miracle. Those words were a prayer. Those words were a loud request to the universe a request that was humble, a request that was surrendered, a request that had no ego or agenda. It was a desire to feel better. It was a desire to live. And so if you're in this moment and you're suffering and you're feeling that pain and you're feeling that insecurity and you're feeling that sense of lack or judgment or attack, ask for a miracle. If in this moment you have a loved one who's suffering with addiction and you're resentful or you're scared or you're terrified, ask for a miracle. When we open up our consciousness to the miraculous, that's when God can step in. That's when spirit can step in. The moment that I said there has to be a better way I need a miracle is the moment that the internal guidance system within me spoke up and I literally audibly heard the words, "Get clean." And you will live a life beyond your wildest dreams. And that was the day I went to my first recovery meeting, I sat in that room, surrounded by strangers. I had no idea what they were talking about. I didn't understand the books that they were reading or the language they were speaking. At the time, I didn't know if I believed in God. I didn't know what a higher power was. But I knew I wanted to feel better. And even though I didn't understand the language or what was going on, or I noticed that nobody was really looked like me or sounded like me, They were me. They represented me. They were living their recovery and their desire to be clean. And what's happening right now is we're looking at 20% of Americans who have depression or anxiety disorders are also dealing with substance abuse issues because this is the way that we numb out. That's the way that we anesthetize that pain and that suffering. And without it, we may go to even darker places. So we have to first and foremost, as I would say from an IFS perspective, from an internal family systems perspective, the addict part of ourselves is a protector part. It's been doing a really big heavy lift to try to keep us safe from our unconscious fears and anxiety and traumas and impermissible emotions. And it's been in a very extreme role. And by simply saying, I need a miracle, we are gently asking that protector part to Step down to relax and to open up to the possibility of helping us in a different way. More than 90% of people who have an addiction started to drink alcohol or use drugs before they were 18 years old. And what that says to me is that so much of why we use is because of the traumas from our childhood. And I'm so proud and thrilled that I have my next book coming out in February. 2222. And the book is called Happy Days. The subtitle is The Guided Path from Trauma to Profound Freedom and Peace. And I begin the story of this entire journey with the moment that I decided to get clean. Because the only way that I was able to begin the process of getting well from the traumas and the fears of my childhood and my past was to clear the space, was to put down the drink and the drugs and really commit to abstinence so that I'd have the clear consciousness to open up my creative possibilities for healing and freedom. For me, my path was guided through a recovery program and program that's free to all. And it is a blessing that there are millions and millions of people throughout the world that have the devotion and the commitment to show up for themselves and therefore show up for others because it's the fellowship of these programs that really keep us keep us sober, keep us connected. It's also the connection to a higher power, having a spiritual relationship of my own understanding was and has been the backbone of my recovery. It's what keeps me clean. It's what keeps me sober. One of the foundational practices in my life that keeps me sober every single day is you, my listeners, my readers, my audience members. It's my commitment and my devotion to you that keeps me clean. Because when I'm in the service of others, I am holding myself accountable to be a power of example for you, to show up for you, to be a voice of sobriety for you. Doesn't mean that there haven't been horrific moments in my life where I wanted to pick up a drink. You know, three years ago when I was on my knees with debilitating depression from, from my postpartum experience, I really thought about picking up a drink. But what did I do? I picked up the phone. I called my sponsor. I talked to her every single day. I talked to my friends. I, 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 I prayed and prayed and prayed until I was guided to the therapeutic help and psychiatric help that I needed. And so we have to remember that God worked through Doctors, God works through sponsors, God works through programs, God works through medication when it's necessary, God works through rehab treatments, God works through podcasts, God's working through me right now. And when we have the desire to clean up our act, to get sober, to live a life beyond our wildest dreams, that's when we begin to listen to the God within us, the voice of love within us. It's always there. We just turn down the volume. And when you say yes, when you have that willingness, that slight willingness to just go for it, to open up your mind to what could be rather than what was, that is when that inner voice of wisdom begins to speak to you louder than you could ever possibly imagine. Say it with me right now. Say it out loud wherever you are. I don't care where you are. I don't care if you're in the office. I don't care if you're in front of your kids. If you feel in this moment that you need a miracle or that you want, so pray for a miracle for somebody else. Say it with me right now. I welcome a miracle. I welcome a miracle. Say it out loud. Post it on your social media. Share it proudly. I welcome a miracle. I am willing to see things differently. There has to be a better way. There are many therapeutic services for getting clean and sober. I'm going to put these in the show notes. I believe that the foundation of addiction treatment really comes through therapy, comes through a connection to a higher power, comes through modalities and practices like the 12 steps. Cognitive behavioral therapy is an excellent practice, and it seeks to help patients recognize, avoid, and cope with the situations in which are most triggering and That leave them wanting to use the drugs. IFS therapy, family therapy, particularly IFS, I think is a powerful practice for helping you connect to the parts of yourself that are protecting. The addictive parts are protecting the child parts. And through a practice like internal family systems, working with an IFS therapist, go back and listen to my IFS interview with Dick Schwartz. You can have The awakening to realize and recognize that the part of you that's addicted, the part of you that's using, is not a bad part. It's just a protector that's in an extreme role, working tirelessly to keep you safe from feeling feelings that you're afraid to feel. And when you can start to work with that part through IFS therapy, then you can begin the journey of releasing the stronghold that that protector part has on your life, allowing it to soften and. Become less extreme so that you can face those child parts that need your attention. And then there's 12 step recovery. Google AA and your town, your location. You can access help immediately from a beautiful website that I love, intherooms.com. This is a place to find meetings. It's a global recovery community, it's gorgeous. They uh, are just packed with resources and practices and ways to connect to people. And there are countless recovery resources online that you can find I'll list a lot of them in the show notes it doesn't matter how you get clean but it matters that you have the bravery and the willingness to look at the underlying disturbances that made you use in the first place because there's something called a dry drunk you could put down the drink and the drug but not face those internal conditions and when we don't face those internal conditions, we leave ourselves sober-ish, right? Not drinking, not using, but still living with that sense of emptiness inside. If you're listening to Dear Gabby, you clearly want to feel better. You want to awaken to that presence of grace within you. You wouldn't be here otherwise. And so I'm excited for today's episode. I'm excited to be talking about this, to be opening up this conversation in a new way. I have a beautiful conversation that I had with my sober friend. He is a friend that I met through Instagram, but we didn't meet because he's an amazing historical comedian online and has this beautiful handle and all the things that he does through his work. But we met because of our shared intention to stay clean, be clean, and be of high service in the world. And this is a really fun, big talk. It's literally me and my guy, George, aka Tank Sinatra on Instagram and Tank's good news. This guy is amazing. He's hysterical, but he's also a soulful, spiritual man. And we have a beautiful conversation about our recovery, our commitment to recovery, our desire to Stay clean. Our commitment to helping others get sober. What recovery means to us. What we want to help people who are still sick and suffering out there and not sober yet. What we want them to know. And it's just a gorgeous, beautiful conversation. Uh, So yeah, he's uh, Tanks Sinatra on Instagram. He's also Tanks Good News. To me, he is a comedian, friend, sober, sober brother. And he's just in the pursuit of expressing positive energy, high vibrations, some fun, funny stuff, some funny, funny stuff. And most importantly, he's a sober man, a sober father, a sober husband, a sober friend who's devoted to his recovery and to helping other people recognize the potential for recovery in themselves. So today... As I get close to my 16 years of sobriety, I want to leave you with a message that my mentors in my recovery said to me when I was counting days. They said, Stay clean and you will live a life beyond your wildest dreams. They were right. One day at a time, I have made the commitment to stay sober, to stay committed to my recovery, to be a sober mother, to be a sober wife, to be a sober teacher, to be a sober friend, daughter. To live my life following the principles of recovery, to stay honest, to take care of my side of the street, to be of service, to notice when I F up and clean it up right away. To be a sober woman means to be making the commitment to live in my highest potential and to show up with that every single day. Everything I have in my life, everything I have in my life, I would not have without my sobriety. So for this, I'm deeply grateful. And for anyone out there who's suffering with addiction, I want you to feel my prayer for you right now. I pray for you to open up your consciousness to the miraculous possibilities of recovery. I pray for you to be guided to human angels who will hold you by the hand and guide you on your path and show you where to go and what to do. I pray for you to open up your consciousness to the spiritual realm, the spirit guides, the angels, that are available to you now to drop the book on the floor, to open up the door, to guide you to the person you need to meet, to give you the resources you need to heal, to give you the miraculous possibilities of life. I pray for you to feel supported, to feel guided, and most of all, to know you're not alone. You are not alone. Thank you for letting me riff. (laughs) No outline, just wanted to tell you what recovery meant to me. And now enjoy my conversation with George. I love you guys. You. I'm actually currently in this moment redecorating my office. I built out a new office with a ISO booth for my podcast. It's really cool. And I'm in the midst of just like full-blown decoration. And I put a lot of intention and a lot of love into the space. I spend so much time in that space that it just needs to be really, really heart opening and centering for me. So I am a big believer in space creation that is going to fill your soul. That's why I'm super excited to share about my latest furniture obsession, Joybird. Joybird offers modern, customizable furniture for every space available in a variety of vibrant fabric options. And with summer winding down, Joybird has all the modern outdoor furniture and accessories you need to make the most of your patio. You can choose from 18,000 customization options or browse curated collections for one-of-a-kind styles. I'm actually right now ordering their free fabric swatch kit. It's really fun to just get into the decor. One of the things I love the most about Joybird is their commitment to creating a quality and sustainable future. Through partnerships with groups like One Tree Planted, Joybird is helping conserve and restore Earth's most precious natural resources. Each piece is made with incredible care, using responsibly sourced materials free of harmful chemicals. Plus, these pieces are truly made to last. Joybird Furniture can handle anything your family throws at it. Also, they offer 90-day returns. Joybird stands by its quality and craftsmanship. If it's not everything you hope for, then just send it back. Create a space that brings you joy with Joybird. Visit joybird.com slash G-A-B-B-Y and get 30% off your purchase. That's 30% off with joybird.com slash G-A-B-B-Y. Welcome to a big talk. To my big talk. It's literally you and me hanging out as if we were having our coffee that's long overdue. Would you oh, know wait. it is?
0: Yes, it's very overdue.
1: As I told you I don't do bios. It's really about our connection and our personal growth connection and what that means to me from a spiritual perspective and that's really where our friendship began. Not because you were this funny guy on Instagram and it began because you identified yourself in me, you recognized yourself in me and vice versa. And so while we may ha- not have that much in common in our moment to moment, we have a lot in common actually, but but not so much on on paper, but what we have most in common is our, our devotional recovery. And so how, how long have you been sober?
0: Um, October, what is it's March? I, I celebrate uh, 18 years, October 3rd.
1: And you know that my sobriety date is October 2nd. And I'll be celebrating 16 years then. So we've been,
0: it's all abstract. Anything after a day, I feel like is like, okay, you're, you're on your road.
1: You're on the road. And I want to talk a lot about recovery on this show because so many people are suffering right now. Uh, you know, I mean, we have people in our lives that we're supporting and that we help through recovery at this time. And it's much more heightened than ever before. And so Just from your perspective, I mean, first of all, what are you seeing out there? Like, what's your vibe of like what's happening in the world and how that's affecting people and their addictions?
0: It's hard to say because you know what? Part of me is like, it must be so difficult to stay or get sober, especially during this time. Mm -hmm. But I was uh, at a, a Zoom meeting the other day and there was a guy celebrating a year, which is like the guy came in right like as soon as the pandemic hit. So it brought me back to my first year of sobriety. In my first year of sobriety, my cousin was killed in a a motorcycle accident. My best friend died of a drug overdose. And my aunt was killed in a car crash, all within like four months of each other. And it was a nightmare. But I also kind of got this feeling of galvanization. Like if I can stay sober through this, then maybe I can stay sober through anything. And it actually, it obviously was very painful, but it gave me a lot of hope for the future. So Hopefully anybody who's struggling during this time, when you do make it through, you have this in your back pocket is like, yeah, I can get through anything.
1: What an amazing way to look at it. It's like any sober person, anyone, and not even just people who are in sober recovery, but anyone who made it through COVID, right? Without without falling, it's okay if we fell apart, but without falling off our commitments in the biggest ways, particularly when it comes to recovery we can do anything, right? If we can live through this, then we can do anything. What a nice perspective, man. That's so
0: good. I was, I was actually amazed at how quickly the Zoom thing was pulled together by this ragtag group of alcoholic misfits. Within days, there were Zoom meetings across the country, across the world. And it's always so funny to me how you have this group of people that <laughs> show up late to work every day, leave, unannounced, not show up to a wedding, not be home for three days. Meeting starts at 7, Everyone's like, you know, what's happening mm-hmm. here? And if mm-hmm. it goes to 8.01, people are like, all right, let's, let's wrap it up. You mm-hmm. know, you become so disciplined. And so I don't want to say rigid because it's, I, I, there's probably a little bit of rigidity there, but it's more like we're here for one purpose and that's mm-hmm. it. And let's achieve that purpose. And then anybody before or after that can do whatever they want. But it's, it's just amazing to me how this group of people who are otherwise looked at as like incapable or, you know, not well, not, not mentally well, people are so, they transitioned so fast. Totally.
1: Like, you know, for me, I think back to all of the times that I didn't show up when I was using, like I ran my own business at the time I was running a PR <laughs> firm and I would just call my business partner at noon and be like, I won't be until 2 because I was just like, just waking up right tomorrow exactly or and just how how I wouldn't show up for friends and how I wouldn't show up for family events and I was constantly just like coming up with excuses and I think that one of the reasons why sober alcoholics and addicts show up in such a big way is is almost like a living amends it's like we didn't we, for all the years and and all the time that we didn't show up this is how we show up now and that was actually one of the greatest for me, like one of the greatest gifts of being a sober woman is actually knowing that if I tell you, George, that I'm going to see you on May 23rd at 10 a.m. in New York City at a cafe in Union Square, I will freaking be there, man. I am there without a shadow of a doubt.
0: And I like that about you. I like that about anybody. And I was actually just talking about my English teacher the other day who I talk about whenever anybody will listen. His name is Mr. Gerhardt. And I remember I was in 10th grade and I was obviously out of my mind, just in every aspect of the word, 15 years old, couldn't pay attention, stuff going on at home that was super distracting. And he said to me, he didn't say to me, he said it in front of the class. He said, there was a kid who was failing his class and he offered him the opportunity to come the next day to do this minuscule extra credit thing that would bring his grade up to where he needed to be to pass, right? And he gave him, he felt a gift or an opportunity. And the kid goes, what time is it? And he goes, right after school. And he goes, I'll see if I can make it. And he goes, are you coming or not? And the kid goes, I'm going to try. He goes, no, no, no. Here's like, this is where you're going to grow up right now. You're going to tell me you'll be there. And if you can't make it, we'll deal with that later on. But there is no, I'm not sure about that. And that -hmm. that implanted in me this thing. Like if I say I'm going to be somewhere, Mm -hmm. I, I mean, something has to, something major has to happen in order for me to not show up. And when people don't do that, I don't judge, but like, I look at them as kind of like not grown up. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like they're, they're just not fully solidified. Like there was a, <laughs> a girl who, when I was working in California was a hostess at the restaurant that I worked at. And in California, I was up for anything and I wanted to learn to surf because I'm in California, whatever. I'm 30 years old. I'll get up on the board. I'll, I'll figure it out but there was a girl who gave surfboard lessons and I was, and she was, I I forget the exact conversation, but I was like, oh, you give lessons? She goes, yeah, I'll give you a lesson, no problem. And I was like, when? And she was like, oh, uh, I can't, I don't, when, who knows, you know, who knows what could happen. I was like, oh, you're a flake of a person. That's fine. I will find somebody who's not a flake and I wound up surfing, you know?
1: Right, right. Yeah, it's an interesting question for people to sort of ask themselves. Like if somebody were to say, I'll hire you right now to do that thing that you love. Would you be ready? Yeah. Right. Would you be ready to go? That's a great question for everybody that's listening to sort of ask themselves, like, am I that committed? Right. And look, I mean, I think that there's a certain level of like, it's a balance too, because one of the things that I've actually had to learn to do in my, as a sober woman now, because I've been so devoted to saying yes and showing up, no, excuse me, not always saying yes, because that's also taking care of myself, but I've been so devoted to showing up. But there are times when I've actually, the healthier thing has been to not show up, right? The healthier thing is to say, hey, you know what, I'm burning out. I'm gonna reschedule this. So I wanna make sure that I'm like really clear about that part as well. But to your point, it's like knowing what you're capable of and what you're not capable of and committing to it.
0: Yeah. Period. But communicating that and not being And communicating scared,
1: that. Something somebody, changes, you deal with it.
0: Yes. Exactly. That's the, whole, that's the whole point of what the teacher was saying. Like, as of right now, are you in or are you out? And if something happens tomorrow, if, you know, the kid was like, well, what if my mom gets into a car accident? He's like, that would be terrible. And we would deal with it at that, at that time, but that's not happening right now. So let's commit. And then right. commit and communicate. I think are the, the two takeaways that I got from that experience
1: right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like a secret science nerd. I really get into research. So understanding the why is just as important to me as getting the results. So I'm going to let you in on a little secret. There's actually science to getting healthier. It's called Noom. Think about everything you've ever learned about getting healthy. There's a lot of contradictory information out there. And it's really hard to separate good advice from bad. Plus, every body is unique. And that's why Noom uses a different approach, psychology. Noom feels so much more empathetic and it's easy to use. And other programs I've tried, it's really hard to track your progress. Have you ever gotten questionable health tips? Over the years, I've had so many different people tell me the craziest things, but a healthier life doesn't mean sticking to someone else's strict rules. It's all about small right actions and having more knowledge to build smarter, more sustainable habits. You know I love a little right action towards a goal. And it's really easy. It only takes 10 minutes a day. There's personal coaching and also works with your lifestyle. Plus don't forget, all of this is based on psychology. Noom teaches you why you make the choices you do and gives you the tools to replace your habits with healthier ones. Start building better habits for healthier long-term results. All dear Gabby listeners can sign up for a trial at noom.com slash G-A-B-B-Y. That's noo dot slash G-A-B-B-Y. Again, sign up for your trial at noom.com slash G-A-B-B-Y. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash g a b b y So commit communicate and then this other thing that's how you show up in the world but then you've got this like really unique expression of yourself to the world in the pursuit of actually people's well being because it's it's entertaining it's 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 upbeat even even you know so you're out there you've got this this starts all off right with this account Tank Sinatra <laughs> and you just start being you. I mean, what is that like to be kind of like kind of I don't want to curse too much on this show, but like kind of effed up with some of the content and then kind of like super positive and upbeat with you know what I mean? Like what's that balance and knowing that it's just all in the pursuit of the same intention, which is to bring people out of their own head into their own heart, you know, make people laugh? Like what is what's that like to be that voice and to have that level of expectation on you now?
0: it's the best and the worst because the expectation is not on my end. It's on the end of the person looking at the account. And not only that, it's, it's, it's the expectation in that exact moment of their life. So if they're having a bad day and something I say hits them the wrong way, then it's, it's a problem. And they let me know. But uh, on the other hand, if it hits them in the right way, they let me know too. So over the years I've tried to um, like when I, I had Tanks Sinatra, then I started Tanks Good News and Tanks Good News, painted me kind of unintentionally as this angelic kind of monk like person. And that is right. You've
1: got these two personalities.
0: Exactly. Yeah. But then I started influencers in the wild and people were like, how could you start this page? It's like, first of all, I'm a, I'm a human being. Second of all, this page influencers in the wild is actually based on the fact that I feel stupid shooting content out in public. And I have to imagine how it looks. So it's more like Laughing at and laughing with fifty one forty nine, depending on what kind of a, what kind of shoot it is. But it's a lot. So I don't know. It's you're not going to please everybody all the time, which is obviously something you're familiar with. But I think of this. I worked in restaurants and I got to meet all kinds of people when I was waiting tables. All kinds of personalities on all different nights and moods. And there was one time a woman was really upset with her experience, her food, or something. I don't remember what happened, but I said. I was upset because she was upset. I was the codependent waiter, just codependent in all ways.
1: That's a good and, book title, by the way, Codependent Waiter. You yeah. Write that down. Okay.
0: <laughs> if you're happy, I'm happy. But they're, you know, that's your livelihood. So if, if they're not happy, then there's a threat there, ostensibly. Not really, because it's only one table and one person. But long story short, I said to the woman, what can I do to make you happy? And she goes, nothing, nothing will make me happy. And I was, and it was obvious, it was like this tremendous relief for me. I was like, I can't do it. Oh, you're just looking for a problem. It's not me. Right. Right. And maybe the food was a little messed up, but you came out looking for a problem. I have many stories like that where people who were not getting listened to at home or had a bad day came out. And I actually heard a woman say one time at another restaurant, totally different table, if you could believe it, there was two of these people out there. The woman, I, she was giving me a hard time and I turned around and, and she literally said, Gabby, I heard her out of the back of my, my corner of my ear. She goes, nobody fucking listens to me at my house. This guy is going to listen to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay. You're like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're, you're having trouble. And mm-hmm. I just try and have a heart for people and compassion because mm-hmm. I know that if somebody's treating you poorly, it, it could be you. Sure, if you did something to upset them, but most likely it's it's not you a hundred percent. And I always act, or I acted, like everything was a hundred percent my fault, and I took right. that burden on. And it's too much of a burden,
1: right? And that's that's so beautiful because, you know, it's like it could be you, and yes, you have a part. That's what you and I have been taught to know is that we have a part, but it's us and. We are also a reflection of their mom, their dad, their husband, their whoever we are. Their girlfriend's
0: with. ex-boyfriend. Correct. Which correct. Once this guy tried correct. to get me fired.
1: Yeah. Right. Exactly. Because if the girlfriend's ex-boyfriend that you remind him of. Exactly. So there's just a lot of projection, but it also doesn't take away the fact that we have a part in things. And you know, it's interesting because I've been, in, you know, in our recovery, we've had this beautiful privilege of being able to make amends in recovery, and that's you know a part of our program. And in recent, I just I just texted my sponsor last night, and I said, I think I need to make an amends to one of the women that used to work for, for someone who used to work for me. And listen, it was somebody that like wasn't working. We let her go at one point. Like just the job was wrong for her, but there was times when I was like going through my own recovery while being a boss, and like taking stuff out on like when things weren't working, like maybe not being my highest and best, right? And so recognizing that like while I wasn't getting my needs met, and while the work wasn't what I wanted it to be or whatever, my part is that I wasn't freaking honest right? My part is that I wasn't showing up. And so this beautiful thing of like, we want so much to blame other people for our discomfort and blame them for why things aren't going the way that we want them to be. But we have to see our part in it. We have to really recognize how 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 could I have been better? It just brought me there for a second because we we're talking about recovery. And now, you know, I want to just hear from you. Like when you you've now taken responsibility, you've taken the responsibility off of yourself for being this like, you know, I'm going to save everybody on Instagram. But then at the same time, have you had to also take care of your side of the street at all? Like, are there moments when you're like, oh, wow, I actually could have done that better. I could have said that better. That was offensive. You know, like, is are there things that you could have done differently that you want to make amends for?
0: Yeah, thankfully, no. I mean, there is, I, during this pandemic, went through some stuff, obviously. It could have just been the fact that the pandemic's been going on for a year and that this mm-hmm. stuff would have come up anyway. Who knows? hmm mm-hmm. But I found that you know sobriety is is great because it it helps you, forces you slash helps you to deal with the ugliest and best parts of yourself and take honest stock of who you are and then deal with that so the first step is looking at who you are, the second step is trying to address it, maybe surrendering it to a higher power whatever your whatever your your tact is that you take on that. But if I'm being honest, I think there was probably like three to 5% of myself that I hadn't dealt with.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. When the pandemic hit and there was no going to the gym, there was no going to the movies. There was no going out to dinner. There was no going out with friends to distract myself from feeling that last bit dirty corner. Like I'm talking like Q-tip in the corner of a 5,000 square foot house. Like I had to go get that stuff in my mind and it was uncomfortable, but I found that doing that, just so, so, the short answer is, yes, I've made amends during this, but the the long answer is much more involved, as you know, like there's the amends that I make are um for for people who are from my past ongoing for the new ones, they're immediate, they're not nothing I mean, goes by
1: totally, either. totally, totally, beautiful, so yes, totally
0: yeah, no, nothing goes by more than like maybe five minutes, just enough to get my heart rate down yep. so that I can honestly and calmly. Because if I apologize and I'm still upset, it comes across as aggressive and I know the way that I look and I know that I look scary. So sometimes my wife will be like, I know you're trying to apologize to me, but you still look mad. And I'm like, but I'm not, you know, I'm 250 pounds shaved head. We're face to face in the, in the kitchen and I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to apologize, but my energy's off. So the only thing I do, the only waiting I do is like a physiological cool down waiting. Yeah. I'm not waiting because I don't want to do it. I'm just waiting so that when it comes across, it comes across as calm and the energy, yeah. right? You know.
1: And let's like, you know, so, so I loved the concept that make the making an amends is really about taking care of your side of the street so that you don't have to carry the burden of your own behavior. And then of course, so that you can clean it up with someone, you know, give them the respect of acknowledging your behavior, but the biggest part is that it's not a joint venture, right? Like we said earlier, we all have a part to play, so even if that person in your life, or let's say that person that I want to make an amends to right now was it has her part too, but I feel this desire to make my own amends, it can't in any way be about her or what no, she did or what she did do. It has to be all about my side of the street, which is what's so profound about it.
0: Yeah. And it, and it does make it that much more difficult to know that, like one of my favorite lines, I don't know where my my book is, but I'm going to, I might butcher it, but you, you'll know what I'm talking about by the few words. Said says something like, it's a spiritual axiom axiom that anytime we are upset, it is our fault. It doesn't say that exactly. And I know that sounds bad because then people, God forbid you say that publicly. It's like, well, I was beaten as a kid. I'm not, right. that's, of course. You need the I'm context. Yeah. Yes, of course. I'm not nuanced context. Like I'm talking about Stuff that you obviously know you played a part in, but mm-hmm. the problem is you can't say that to somebody else. You have to, and that's the challenge and the gift of the program is really you can't you can't give it lip service. You have to exemplify it mm-hmm. and say like I have never been more grateful than for the program than this year, and I mean the actual program because there was things that I was missing that uh, like every time the, the, you know we do a, a the the ten step meeting this the group is split into two factions. Like, why well, do spot check. Well, I do the nightly inventory. I did a little bit of digging and the nightly inventory is not even in the 10th step. It's in the 11th. So mm-hmm. I had this brand new tool in my toolbox to use. And it was just so effective immediately. Like within mm-hmm. 72 hours, it was like I had never not done it before. Mm-hmm. Like I had been doing it my whole life.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: yeah, I'm just, I mean, I am even more grateful for, everything that, uh, all the tools that I have in my toolbox. And I've just been treating it like if I, like, if I couldn't go to the gym, I would have to watch what I ate a little more so that I don't right. get too out of shape. So I can't right. go to meetings. So I need to do more of the other stuff. I need to right. like clean up that part of my diet.
1: You had to work out, you know, yes, exactly. Exactly. You're something else is taken away. So what are you going to replace it with? I mean, that's exactly right. So I've said this before, but it bears repeating. I'm obsessed with saunas. You guys know I love a good sweat. Whenever I talk about my healthy rituals, a sauna is at the top of the list. Always, always, always. But did you know that you can actually sauna at home? Yep, you can. With higher dose portable infrared sauna blanket. With infrared saunas, you can feel the difference after just one session. Infrared increases blood flow for faster recovery, better sleep, and a calmer central nervous system. Plus, it naturally releases a dose of happy chemicals in the brain, leaving you feeling euphoric. The sauna blanket has an amethyst layer to deepen the benefits of infrared, a tourmaline layer that generates negative ions, and a charcoal layer to bind to pollutants and a clay layer, which is balancing for the heat. For those of you who want to experience the benefits of infrared without the sweat, they also have a cool infrared PEMF mat, which I'm obsessed with. The PEMF mat is dual technology of infrared with PEMF for a unbelievable recharging experience. Now you're wondering what the heck PEMF is. It stands for pulsed electromagnetic field. I don't know what's going on in this mat, but when I lie on it, my aches and pains literally disappear. I am completely serious. I am obsessed with all kinds of crystal mats and sauna experiences. This mat freaking works, people. It's a game changer. And so you don't need to have a special room in your home to go to have the benefits of a sauna. You can get a smaller one that you can even use in your office chair or just have that large one if you want to lie down when you're meditating. Whether you're dealing with chronic pain or workout frequently or just need a moment to really let your nervous system relax, lying on the mat for even a couple of minutes a day will help you ease your mind and body from the inside out. So, get your own infrared sauna blanket or infrared PEMF mat at higherdose.com today and use my exclusive promo code GABBY75 at checkout to save $75. That's higherdose.com, exclusive promo code GABBY75. Or just go to higherdose.com slash Gabby to get your $75 off today. That's higherdose.com with your exclusive promo code Gabby75. You know, something profound about what you said, too, because Like when we make an amend as an adult, we are taking care of our side of the street and our behavior uh, that we've brought forth as an as an adult, but we do not have to take responsibility for things that happened to us as children. And one time, someone said to me, "Well, how can I how can I take care of my my side of the street, or how can I forgive something that happened to me being abused as a child, or something that was really horrific?" and my answer to that person was it's not that you have to recognize that experience from your past as you're doing or you're attracting it's or or your responsibility to make better but what it what it is today is how do you make it right for yourself yeah. now Right? How do you show up for yourself now as a result of having had that experience? And so when we mess up, like when we screw up in relationships, often it's because a child part of us is activated. And so one of the great things that we can do to care for that child as an adult is to show up for them by making an amends, by saying, oh, you know, I was activated. That was a part of me that was, that's an old part of me that was scared. And I'm going to take care of her right now by taking ownership of all that behavior and asking for forgiveness or taking care of my side of the street right so when we show up for ourselves as adults we actually are in a way reparenting those children that haven't had didn't get what they needed
0: i mean activate is the right word it feels like a a switch has been thrown in your body and yeah. all of a sudden you're in go mode and you don't even really know why so you start looking for reasons like your heart rate's your heart rate increases and you go What's happening? I should be mad about something. What could I be mad about? Let me go on Twitter. Oh yeah, that's what I'm mad about. And then guess what happens? You increase that. And it's like, once I broke that cycle and I recognized that's what I was doing, my entire life changed. And I actually feel, I was always satisfied and I wouldn't go backwards, but I feel at this point in my life, happy and calm, which is not a word I would ever use to describe myself. Calm, meaning calm, do not go together.
1: Because of all the work. Well, you know it's interesting. You're undoing being sober, being on a personal growth path, being a devoted father, reparenting yourself in your own ways now. You're actually undoing the trauma history, right? You're undoing the trauma that's in the DNA so that you don't pass it on to your own children.
0: And the, the beauty is that when I started to reparent myself, now that's how I parent my kids. That's right. That's right. So that's, that's the cycle being absolutely smashed.
1: I think that the message for all of us is right now, it's just, we have to recognize we all have suffered and it's in our suffering that we act out. We can continue to live a life in that silo of this is how it is. This is the judgments I'm going to carry. And we can, we can you know, beat ourselves over the head with that every single day, or we can identify and recognize that suffering in ourselves and heal it. And when we start to get on our own healing path, that's when we start to develop compassion for others. That's it. It's bottom line.
0: But that's really advanced stuff you're talking about.
1: Super advanced, super advanced. But what I like to think about here on this show is kind of like that tennis that tennis philosophy, like play up, right? Like play with somebody who's who's been practicing many, many years more than you. Because yeah. It, it does, it's, like, it's like you can be that too. So if someone's listening and they're like, hell no, I am never going to be able to forgive whatever or I'm never going to, there's no possibility of releasing judgment, but they want to feel better. The desire to feel better is enough to play up.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. You got to put yourself in those situations. That's why I loved when I first got into recovery because there was so many older people there and some people come in and they're like, I'm too young. This is not for me. These people are old. I was like, oh my God, these people are all old. This is going to be amazing. These people have been around for a long time. They know some things that I don't know, you know, yeah. but the, yeah. um, it, it's, I don't know what, so I don't know where it comes from specifically, but I do know to go back to reading, because I was talking to a friend of mine and I was talking to him about something I was struggling with. And I was like, the hardest part. Because I know I have the tools and I know where they are. I even know how to use them. The hard part is like it says in the book, the strange mental blind spot where you're just doing the thing that you said you weren't going to do. And you're like, how did this happen? Whatever it is, food, money, sex, uh, rage, whatever it is. So I find that reading helps me stay the most aware because I can do it at multiple times throughout the day and just read for whether it's a page or ten pages, I never read more than ten pages at a time, almost ever, except at night. Is it always nonfiction? Um, no, I read plenty of fiction. I read. Okay, cool. Yeah, I read a bunch of fiction over the pandemic, just because there were certain books that I didn't think I had, I didn't have the um, the determination to finish. So, what I one thing I started doing was reading on my phone. So, I started reading on the iBooks app. And on iBooks, when you see a word you don't recognize, you just highlight it and press look right. up, and you're in the dictionary. Right. Oh, I read books like Frankenstein and Brave New World with, I mean, words that you just would never that I I could spell probably use in a sentence, but I didn't really know what they meant. Totally. So I spent like a lot. What? of What is there doing a that.
1: word you can give me? Like, what's a word that you filmed?
0: Oh, what was the word? Akimbo is the funniest word. Arms akim it? akimbo. It means standing like this. Oh, like <laughs> a didn't... like a thirteen year old girl. Or Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. With your hands on your hips. A kimbo.
1: Standing um, a kimbo.
0: Yeah. Spurious. um, You know, I have a a list, a a notes app with like 170 words in it that when I'm not reading, I try and look at that and just go to sleep thinking about that word. Right.
1: And that's how you remember it, right? When you're sleeping.
0: Yeah. Wow.
1: Cool, man.
0: But that's that's growth too.
1: Yeah. So you were using the reading and the sort of studying of the words as a way of getting out of your own way.
0: As a, as almost, you know, to use your word, as a positive activator. So instead totally. of being negatively activated, I was positively activated. Then when a situation came up, I was just aware enough to to halt for a second. And what right. the point of that is that it's so obvious <clears throat> in the world today that there are people who are awake or aware, and there are people who are just not to not to get it. I know that the term woke has become like almost a meme of itself, but. When I watch somebody be emotionally unintelligent enough to latch their ego to another person, and you can't tell them about it because their emotional intelligence doesn't even allow them to recognize that they have an ego to attach to somebody. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, we can't talk about this. Let's talk about anything else. Like they Mm -hmm. don't realize what's happening. It's like trying to explain to a fish what water is. It's never going to get, but that's Mm -hmm. okay. It's fine. Mm -hmm. There are other, I'm not one of those people who thinks that, if you, you know, if if you support somebody who has done something wrong, then you are just as bad as that person. I've seen people say that on the internet, I, and I've I, in my mind, I'm like, that's insane. I'm right. not saying support, right. lift up. I'm saying I'm not sitting in judgment of this person. Right. My sponsor talks about that all the time. He he brings up um, Emmett Fox, who I love. who I'm sure you're familiar totally. with. right? And Emmett Fox said something along the lines of. Like if, if most people alive today who would call themselves Christians were honest, they would be choking on the first two words of the our father, mm-hmm. right? Like they wouldn't even be able to get through it because right there, all you know is our father. So even if you're not Catholic, not Christian, doesn't matter. The message is we're all in this together and we're all going through something. And once you establish that as a common ground, the details of what has hurt you in the past I'm not going to say are irrelevant, but it's almost more relevant how you're dealing with it today than what happened in the past.
1: That's the clear through line of this conversation today is that we all are surviving our own suffering and we can show up for it and thrive, or we can play small, hide out, and just try to survive. So that's a big, it's a big through line of this conversation today. yeah. Showing up for our suffering requires a lot of us, but it also is a lot easier once we make that commitment. Life gets yeah. a lot easier.
0: It does get easier over time, but it, it won't get easier over time if you don't start at some point.
1: Exactly. I mean, anyone listening right now, this could be your moment. This could be your moment to say, okay, I'm going to no longer be the victim of the world I see, but I'm going to actually show up for my suffering so that I can be free. It's, it's, it's a big opportunity. Big one. Dude, I could talk to you for. We've talk for ten minutes,
0: right?
1: <laughs> right? No, it's literally been over an hour. I this is was what I was hoping because this big talks episode of Dear Gabby, the whole intention is to just talk to people about the stuff that I want to talk about all day, which is personal growth, spirituality, how we can better ourselves, and it doesn't matter what the person does in the world or who they are, or you know if they're a celebrity or if they're the person I met on the corner yesterday. Like it's just gonna it's just gonna be a conversation, but. I just want to acknowledge you for being a human who has been in the pursuit of mastering the human condition of being in the pursuit of self-recognition recovery from the past and thriving in the present and I just I just acknowledge you for that and I it's what I what I loved about you from the moment that we first spoke years ago to just being a follower and fan To being a friend. It's just, it's awesome. It's so fab. That first conversation was like this too. That's my whole point. All the people that are coming on Dear Gabby are the people that this is the conversation we would have anyway. Like it's not like there's like any, some like, yes, I know people are listening, but I don't really care. Like, let's just talk. (laughs) And so, you know, it's, it's really the point of this, of this big talk. And there's no small talk. That's the point. And the people that I've attracted into my life, the friends that I've really found the most connection to are the ones that don't, have any room for small talk it's just like big talk and that's actually one of the things i want to close with is like that's what i love so much about being a member of a recovery community is that you could sit down in a meeting with somebody or get on the phone with somebody and they'll be like how are you and the person could say to you you know i feel kind of suicidal today and you're like <laughs> and then oh, everybody right? laughs. laughs or he laughs or just says yeah like i got you man like i i i felt like that yesterday you know the truth Being able to be in the recognition of your own truth and to share that truth without shame is one of the greatest gifts a human could experience. And so, you know, if anyone's feeling that they're lacking the potential opportunity to be in their truth, go on my Instagram or go on my show notes page and just post a comment with something that's true for you and I'm gonna read it and I'll hold space for you today because being able to be seen without shame in our truth is one of the greatest experiences a human can have. You're really uh, walking your talk. It's awesome. I'm grateful that I had the opportunity to have this conversation with you like this. Yeah, me too. Uh, We should probably just do it more on our, we send each other voice messages, right? (laughs) But like maybe we could do a little bit more connecting. And uh, again, this also is my very selfish moment to be able to make make time to hang out with friends during COVID.
0: (laughs) So- Talk to friends, it really is.
1: It really is. And I thank you for so many of the lessons that are coming through. And most importantly, the lesson for everybody that when you live clean, you'll be inspired to live clean in whatever form that means for you. You'll be inspired to, to really take your suffering and, and end that suffering so that you can really thrive in the moments that come forward. And thank you for being a power of example.
0: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
1: So cool.